Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about controversial happenings in pop culture to make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. This week, we'll be covering the end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Cassie Rudolph filing for a restraining order against Colton Underwood, and other miscellaneous headlines from the week. Let's discuss. How's it going, Emily? Hello, my dearest Audrey. How are you doing today? You know, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm I'm holding in there. How are you doing? You're holding in there. Um, I'm it all in. I'm sucking <laughs> it all in. I'm wearing spanks. That's why. <laughs> you had today off from work, so you're living the dream, baby. I am living the dream. Well, my boss is a is a homie, and she said, "Hey, it's, there's been a lot going on in the world. There's fires. We're all struggling. We all have a headache." We're all stressed. Let's just, if you can afford to, let's take the day off or get your work done and take the day off. So got my work done, played some Mario Party, played with the dog, had some Jimmy John's, and now I'm here. Oh my God, best day ever. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> this is my last day of employment. So <laughs> I guess the we kind of both- is about to get lit. <laughs> I guess we both have the day off, kind of. I'm going to have a lot of days off next week. That's exciting for me. I know. I'm very excited. And honestly, I'm just excited to be recording this episode. We've been talking about this all week because we have a few new listeners. We do. And they're all Emily's friends. (laughs) (laughs) So back when Emily and I were living together, we always had this joke that she is going to be like Catherine Heigl in 27 Dresses. She's going to be in so many weddings because she just has so many friends and they're like all real friends like none of them are fake friends they're all people who she cares about and who she invests her time into and she like she would have a group like a friend group come over to our house like in Portland every like probably three weekends out of the month and it'd be we'd be like oh what friend group is this and she'd be like oh this was this this thingy and them and da 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 and then the other friend group and we'd be like oh are they friends with them and she'd be like no this is the other one from this group and da 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 and we would just be shook to our core like it's one of emily's most interesting traits i thought you were going to say annoying because i no. feel like i feel like you guys were at the end you would just be like, oh, stop, who are these people? Like, you need to figure it out. And I would always be FaceTiming people. And I remember you guys calling me out and saying, you're always on FaceTime. Like, can no. we hang out? No, I mean, true. But so that was clearly, that was 100% out of jealousy. And then the other part of it, or actually no, it was 99% jealousy. And then it was 1% like, I'm the opposite of jealous of you because I just could not maintain that many close friendships. Like, I'm impressed by you. And I mean that, like, it's like, what? I was just thinking today, I am the worst. I used to be such a good texter because Mm. I've never had that many friends. And so I really like valued, and I still value my friendships, but texting specifically, I was really good at. And I think like once we, and this is so stupid, but once I became the president of Kyle Mega, (laughs) that's when my phone started blowing up, like never before. I never had that many people texting me all the time. And so I just was not good at keeping it, keeping on top of it. I always say that if I could change one thing about the Apple interface, it would be setting a text, like marking a text as unread. Because if I don't do that, then I'm never going to get back to it. And I can't be that person that like doesn't open a text right away. You know what I yes. mean? 
I am the exact same way. And honestly, if friendships were based off of texting patterns and response times, I would have zero friends. I shout out to all of my friends that have kept me in their lives because I am the worst texter. I do the exact same thing where I read it and then I respond in my head. I tell myself what I'm going to say back and then I just swipe out of that thing and then never get back to it. But you do, you do. Like I, I can't think of a time that you haven't gotten back to me eventually. Okay, but don't say that because my other friends are going to be like, she doesn't do that for me. No, (laughs) and that's truly like a problem you have to be aware of, especially when your entire thousands of friends are listening to this. (laughs) Shut up. But anyways, speaking of that, Emily and I were talking about how, and I'm just kidding, I have a, a lot of supportive friends who tune in, who text me and you know, give me their regs, give me like some little inside jokes and I appreciate them. And to vote for you in the Dancing with the Stars poll. Yeah, I actually almost won, but then your friends took over, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, we were talking, Emily and I were talking about how we're going to start doing a little segment at the start of every podcast episode where we answer a quick question of the day. And that's just to let our listeners get to know us better because right now it's sort of split Um, Emily's friends and my friends are family and there's only like three people who like know both of us and those three people are two of our old no there's like four two of our old roommates and then two people who I went to high school with or are from my hometown that you went to college with well actually there's way more but you know what but also, like, I, I think that Marty wants to be my friend more than he wants to be your friend. So I'm just going to put that, there. that back. <laughs> I love you, Marty. Um, so anyways, question of the day. <laughs> so we're going to start that right now. So the question of the day today is, and we're going to be answering for each other, and it's going to be kind of a personality test, and then the other can confirm if the other is true. Question, as a child, what do you think I wanted to be when I grew up? Okay, I can I answer for you yes. first? Okay. My answer would be I'm going to start, but then I have a, a sub answer. So okay. my answer would be a news reporter or an anchor of some sort because your mom was one and a great one. I've seen her reels. Shout out to her. Talent. But then I feel like you could also be at any point, any, at any given point, you could start a YouTube channel and you would pop off. You'd be viral in seconds. And so I get, you know, that kind of reporter vibe from you. I just don't think it's been tapped into yet, but this podcast is a great start. So I feel like maybe that's always been within you. Is that okay. right? No. <laughs> um, but great guess. I, and you're right about my mom. She was an anchor woman and she was fabulous at it. I wanted to be a chef and that's because I grew up watching Food Network like nobody's biz. Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives was my shit. That's so cute. Iron Chef was my shit and I got really good at cooking from it so low-key like it could still happen for me but I let go of that dream. I can confirm that she is an amazing cook. Thank you. I think let's see I think you wanted to be an actress. Ooh, okay. Any specific type? Are we talking TV, movies, 
music videos. This just came into my mind. Like, I don't necessarily know if I'm just going to say it because it came to my mind and you know, we don't have the luxury of time on this podcast. I could see you on like, (laughs) like an iCarly type show as like a character, like as a Sam. Ooh, I love that. That's a high compliment. High praise. Or like as a Jerry or what's the brother's name? Is it Jerry? I think so. The older brother. Because, you know, he's kind of funky. Yeah. He's kind of (laughs) weird. He's the disaster of the show. Okay, that's a great guess. I mean, I think that would make sense for me. Unfortunately, I wanted to be a dentist. And I'm not even kidding you. I think I've told you this story before. I wanted to be a dentist so badly. And I remember my friends and family being a little confused. Like, all my classmates were saying, oh, I want to be a princess. And I'm talking young. Like, from four years old and on, I just loved the dentist. And I thought that it was the coolest job in the world. And I watched Jaws one day when I was really little with my dad. He said, you know, hey, do you want to watch? Or Jaws is on. Let's watch it. And I thought it was a movie about teeth. And so that's why I said, yes, like I'll love, I'd love to watch it because I want to be a dentist. So this seems like a great watch for me. And I remember in the opening scene when the woman is water skiing, I remember being like, what a weird start to a dentist movie. But I thought that she would crash and maybe need a tooth chip repair or something like that. And then the shark attacks happened. And I, it's one of my most vivid childhood memories. I was just laying on the floor, staring at the screen, frozen in fear. I couldn't move. I couldn't get up and stop watching it. So I had shark nightmares for weeks. But yeah, I basically wanted to be a dentist from kindergarten through honestly late elementary school. I mean, that's very specific and I'm sorry that you didn't get to chase your dreams. Thank you. I'm really sorry for you too. Maybe, maybe if this podcast ever pops off, we can have, you know, some side hustles as a chef and a dentist. <laughs> we can open a joint chef dentistry practice. <laughs> get your teeth cleaned and then get a bite to eat. Or the other way around makes more sense. But no, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about the details later. It's fine. I don't want to <laughs> clean all the food out of their teeth. Alrighty. Well, that concludes our question of the day if there's ever a specific question you'd like to hear us ask each other um if you want to get to know us better feel free to dm us they're always open at the wrong side podcast on instagram all right now let's move into our first story of the day cassie randolph has filed for a restraining order against her ex colton underwood less than four months after their breakup there are a lot of recent developments coming out so by the time this podcast is posted if there's new news then we will definitely keep you guys up to date on that through our instagram but as of right now cassie filed for a restraining order today on friday september 11th it's unclear at the time if a judge signed off on the order but basically the most recent news from tmz is that they obtained the court documents in which Cassie claims Colton has been stalking and harassing her with unsettling text messages. She claims Colton also went as far as planting a tracking device taped to the bottom of the back bumper of her car to keep track of her whereabouts. She claims that Colton has been showing up uninvited to her LA apartment and parents' house in Huntington Beach. And she's claimed that he takes obsessive walks to her apartment complex and loitered in the alley outside her bedroom window at her parents' house at two in the morning. So Cassie, who says they broke up in mid-April, goes on to claim that some of the harassing text messages included accusing her of hanging out with her old ex-boyfriend. She alleges Colton also sent anonymous text messages to her and to himself, pretending to also be a victim of the anonymous stalker. Cassie claims that Colton later admitted to sending the messages and planting the tracking device. 
So even though this breakup is pretty fresh, if you need a little bit of history on Cassie and Colton, basically at the end of May is when they announced their breakup on social media. And in classic influencer and celebrity breakup statements, Cassie said, with all that we have gone through, we have a special bond that will always be there. I love Colton very much and have an enormous amount of respect for him. We have both learned and grown so much these past couple years and will always have each other's back. All right. So then things turned messy in July after Randolph appeared on The Bachelor of the Greatest Seasons Ever. And in a quote from Colton, he said, when our relationship ended, we agreed to handle things as privately as possible as we attempted to navigate our new relationship as friends. I chose to do that since we were living in this interim period, but obviously a lot changed this week. And I'm assuming that was in response to Cassie, like speaking to it on the show, speaking to the breakup on the show. Cassie then accused him of intending to, quote, monetize our breakup by writing a new chapter, end quote, of his book the first time. I would also like to ask that you don't cloud our great 1.5 year relationship with a messy breakup, she urged. His rep then denied her allegations. In August, Underwood claimed the pair were on good terms. I have nothing but good things and love and well wishes and friendship with Cassie right now. I love this girl and miss the girl dearly, he said on the Reality Steve podcast. She's amazing. Then later that month, they followed each other on Instagram and her family also stopped following him. Okay, so lots to take in here, but just I want to talk a little bit about my perceptions of them from the start. So watching that season obviously was a cringe fest for the ages. It was one of the worst seasons ever. I mean, watching Colton, just watching Colton, I mean, in every aspect of that action was extremely difficult. It wasn't an enjoyable season. Worst season. And, you know, I think the season ended with pretty much everyone having a bad taste in their mouth about Colton and Cassie. Like, and I don't really remember why, but the way it ended and the way that they just ended up in a relationship, it kind of seemed like Cassie didn't want to be in a relationship with him and that she just kind of accepted that they could date for a while so that she didn't look like the bad guy. And so then when their um, breakup rumors came out, it wasn't, it didn't come as much of a shock. Then, you know, he kind of, they sunk into or out of the limelight. And in that time, Colton started writing his book and publicizing it. He also was on an NPR This American Life episode where he talked a lot about the behind the scenes of those final, well, the whole experience on The Bachelor, but also in those final days with the fence jump and everything. Did you ever listen to that This American Life podcast? To no one's surprise, no. Oh, big surprise. Well, it's fine. I it was kind of I was surprised that less people talked about it, but it was really interesting because one of the insights that he talked about was how he started to notice that every week when the producers would ask him who his favorite was, that person almost never got on a date or never got in even the group date. So Colton started lying to the producers about who his favorite person was so that everybody would be just confused and so that he could keep going on dates with Cassie, which was his number one from pretty much the start. So I always thought that was interesting interesting because it was a little bit manipulative, but I also understand, at least from Colton's perspective, that he felt like he was being like extremely manipulated by the producers. So anyway, that's a little bit of background and context. When I saw that article or that um, podcast episode, Then my feelings about Colton started to change. I was like, oh, maybe he's just this regular dude who outsmarted, you know, the bachelor equation that they put and all of the pressure that they put. And they, and you know, that they kind of create this 
false reality for all of these people that appear on the show so that they can get really good television. Like that's, that would come to no surprise to learn that the producers are manipulative. But now looking back and, and seeing this, you know, obviously this is, these are claims and allegations, right? And Colton's rep and Colton have yet to make any response because it, the news literally just dropped a couple minutes ago. But this makes me have a whole new perspective on their relationship. I'm like, okay, when you start to involve the court of law, like this is not a joke. This isn't something to laugh about. It's clearly something quite serious if Cassie feels in fear of her life or in fear of her safety. Totally. And I think it was interesting. I don't know if you knew about this already, but when I was doing my research on this, I didn't know that he was accusing her of hanging out with her ex-boyfriend, which I think is just a good thing to point out because remember when he was photographed with Lucy Hale? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Totally forgot about that. Which I totally think was just a setup. I'm sure he begged her, please go on a hike with me and I'll call the paparazzi and snap some pics of us. So maybe that was just a weird action to take because he thought that she was getting with her ex-boyfriend. I have no idea. I think it's really, really sketch that he put a tracking device on her car. If that's true, that is very frightening. My first reaction when I when I saw this news was, ooh, tea. And then my second reaction was, wait, okay, filing a restraining order is not something you do just to get on the front page of TMZ. Like, that is beyond tea. That is somebody fearing for their safety. Uh, she filed it under the claim of a domestic violence protection. So that's a big deal. And I just, like, I really actually hope that everything is okay. And... Hopefully we get some more answers and she just remains safe. Yeah, I mean, I think this will just be a developing story over the weekend. And as we get more details and information, we will definitely be letting you guys know as it comes in. But I agree. I hope everything gets sorted out. And I hope that Cassie gets whatever she needs to get sorted out because that sounds like a terrible situation to be in. So I know that our podcast is usually, you know, we try to keep it all happy and uplifting and fun. It's a pop culture podcast, but we do have another sad story to share. And I'm sorry to bring the mood down, but our next story is talking about the cancellation of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. What a sad story it is. This week, Kim Kardashian West, Khloe Kardashian, Kris Jenner, and notably not Kourtney Kardashian took to Instagram to announce the end of an era in a statement, quote, it is with heavy hearts that we've made the difficult decision as a family to say goodbye to keeping up with the Kardashians. After what will be 14 years, 20 seasons, hundreds of episodes, and numerous spinoff shows, we are beyond grateful to all of you who've watched us for all of these years through the good times, the bad times, the happiness, the tears, and many relationships and children. We'll forever cherish the wonderful memories and countless people we've met along the way. Thank you to the thousands of individuals and businesses that have been a part of this experience. And most importantly, a very special thank you to Ryan Seacrest for believing in us, E for being our partner, and our production team at Boone and Murray who've spent countless hours documenting our lives. Our last season will air early next year in 2021. How are you feeling over this loss, Emily? Well, I personally am devastated just because I'm very attached to the show. However, going through social media that day, it was so funny because I think it was truly a 50-50 split. I think half of the world was feeling like us and 
you know, thinking, no, oh my God, I can't believe it's ending. And then the other half was very much like, thank God, finally some good news in 2020. I mean, I do think it's time. I think people grow out of these shows and these chapters of their lives. And this one definitely went a little too long, perhaps. But I just love the show so much. And I always feel an attachment to it. So that's why I was bummed out. But I understand the decision. I will say I cracked up when I saw that Courtney didn't post anything. I think that's absolutely hilarious. And how savage would it have been if Addison Ray would have made a statement? I would have... <laughs> That was what I was hoping for. I was like, oh, where's Addison's take on this? But how do you feel? You know, I'm playing the part because it is sad in a way. It truly is the end of an era. And they, again, we've talked about this, but they have influenced pop culture in so many ways I can't even count. And it's hard to have a black and white opinion on them. In many ways, I think that they've done a lot of, I don't know if they've done a lot of, I mean, it's so hard to say. I think they've impacted the world in a lot of ways and I like the change and I like watching it and their show has always been so interesting to me more than anything like I I don't think I've ever really stand or stood if you will all of these people because they're just so ultra rich and I I don't know it's more just about like having a really in-depth fascination over them but I do feel like the formula just kind of wasn't working anymore Anytime anything happens, like we already hear about it on social media, we're already tracking their lives on Instagram, on Snapchat, whatever. Also, they've just kind of stopped sharing. Like Kylie's Instagrams, or sorry, Kylie's Snapchat story used to be lit. Like we got such an insight into her life. And now they've blown up so huge that they just can't really share that anymore, mostly for security reasons. And so, we don't really know about their lives anymore. Even when they're documenting it on television, it just, it's no longer something that's really that interesting, interesting to watch. And Courtney doesn't want to be on the show. Chloe's rumored to be back together with Tristan, who we've had some thoughts about, but ultimately I would understand why she wouldn't want to be like opening up her, the, herself to the world for all the criticism that she knows she would get for that. Kim, you know, is having her public issues with Kanye and Kendall and Kylie barely show their faces anymore on the show anyway. So it was really feeling like they were hanging on by a thread. And I'll be sad to see them go, but it'll also be interesting to see what might take their place. I mean, I feel like as their kids get older, wait for them to get into their late teenage years. Boom, we got another show. I know, but who knows? Like maybe the kids won't want that because they're like, there's literally no child in America that is as famous as those kid children. No, honestly, the TikToks that people create with the Kardashian-Jenner kids are so, so iconic. Yeah, like these kids are already famous on TikTok and they don't even know it. I know. So I guess we'll have to see. One thing that I did see after the news came out is that, and just another interesting little fact to throw in here, is that Caitlyn Jenner apparently had no idea that Keep It Up With The Kardashians was ending. I know, I saw that. Nobody called me. She said she found out through the media. And do you want to touch on the absolute hot take that you posted on her Instagram story about Kanye? Oh, I mean, yeah. So the hot take was how much do we think that Kanye has something to do with it? I mean, yeah, I, I think he has something to do with it. I don't think he's like the main reason, but I think all of the factors together 
just the the answer was clear the thing is it's like are they just tired and bored and like none of them none of their hearts are really in it anymore or is there some tea about to overflow and they just can't deal with the the show on top of that or maybe they just can't like agree with anything because i feel like the most recent couple seasons of um the show have just been them like fighting over like filming and stuff and that's just weird and not relatable at all like and nobody really cares like just show us or don't show us but it felt like it dragged on a little too long amen couldn't said it better myself you know i think we're going to miss it but it's time we respect their decision we will get over it we have 20 seasons of content to binge if we ever miss it and it'll be interesting to see what all of them continue to do other than hang out with addison ray I know, and please God, don't give Addison Ray a reality show. Dude, she has a podcast. I know. Mama knows best. Uh, have you listened? I tried. I then, didn't try. Then I stopped. Um, she also just announced, I literally just saw this on Instagram, but she is cast, she has been cast in a She's All That remake. And then she made the caption... Ah, my dreams are coming true. I'm so excited to finally share the news that I'm getting the opportunity to make my acting debut in He's All That, which is a remake of one of my all-time favorite movies, She's All That. No. I'm so grateful for the opportunities that have been presented to me and none of whatever happened, blah, 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 blah. Okay, here's the thing. And I got to say this. I have to say this right now because it's been weighing heavily on my mind. I have a lot of hatred for Addison Rae, and I don't know why, and I have a lot of hatred for James Charles, and I know why, but it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of hatred, and I don't want to carry that hatred in my heart. You know what I mean? So, Addison, if you're listening to this, it's just a bit, you know, I can't help my feelings, and I, and I truly wish nothing but the best, and I don't like you, but I'm sure you're fine. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say, Emily? I completely agree. I don't know why, I dislike her, but there is something there. And also, I'm not sure if everybody is experiencing this. Please DM us and let me know if anybody else has this. I don't shop at American Eagle, but I have gotten, I swear to God, 85 ads this week, just Addison Ray in like bell-bottom jeans. I'm like, please get off my feed. I don't want, I don't shop at American Eagle and I don't wear bell-bottom jeans. No. I just I love American Eagle. I mean, I don't have anything against them, but their jeans are not long enough for me. Um, you're too tall and slim. <laughs> I just would also look like a literal beanstalk if I wore bell-bottom jeans. <laughs> beanstalk. Maybe I should Photoshop myself on bell-bottom <laughs> jeans for our final Dancing with the Stars story. They might shorten you in a way. Really? Like the way that the flare might, you know, just... It's like scrunching up some, like, you know, like a can, like scrunching up a can. Like a cinnamon roll container. Yes. Best best of care of biscuits. Best of biscuits. Okay, I'm down. I mean, listen, if Addison Ray wants to send me a pair, my address is three. (laughs) I just want to make this very clear. Like, I think, you know, Addison Ray, James Charles, Uh, Emma Chamberlain is another one that I kind of, I had a hot take where I don't stand her anymore and I don't, and that's a personal decision, but I will let you know if standing them puts you on the wrong side of history. I don't think that it does at present. Okay. But I'll let you know if that changes. I mean, I want to know why, because you mentioned this 
in one of our older episodes, why don't you stand Emma Chamberlain? Because I thought we loved her. Okay. I do. Like, I like her. I, and I still watch her videos because I want to know what she's up to. And like, and I've been watching Emma Chamberlain since her inception. I, I have to say that I was probably one of the first people to ever discover her. And I'm kind of the reason that she's famous. Okay. I just have to okay. make it. But I did watch her before she became like this crazy fucking Louis Vuitton model. Like it's 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 wild to see Emma Chamberlain and James Charles and Addison Rae. You know all of these popular creators. They exhibit something that I have yet to. I have a term, but I'm still working on what the term is. But it's something about the YouTube effect, which is when a creator starts their channel or or their content creation account, whatever, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, um, YouTube, whatever. And they're extremely humble because they have never, they're doing, they're doing this out of the passion of whatever their thing is. For James, it was makeup. For Emma, it was just vlogging. For Addison Rae, it was TikToking and doing the TikTok dances and whatever. And that's how they grow their audience is by being extremely relatable because they are, because they're just normal kids. And by doing the things that they love and doing the content that is true to them. And then they see this like surge of fame and then they get all of this money and then their content changes and they can't keep up with doing their content and doing all of the partnerships that they have to do. James Charles is, is like building a house now and has a partnership with this person and that person. And Addison Rae has a partnership with American Eagle and Emma Chamberlain has three different companies and a partnership with Louis Vuitton, da da da. And they can't do what they used to do. So then they lose the reason that people started following him, them in the first place. So that's part of the equation. And then the other part is like the law, the disconnection with reality that they enter into Here's the thing about Emma Chamberlain, something that really ticked me off was like a couple of weeks ago, she was at one of those TikTok parties, not wearing a mask. There was like 200 people there. I think it was at Bryce Hall's house or something, or a paparazzi person took a photo of her and she's throwing up her middle finger and she's not wearing a mask. And I'm just like, that fucking sucks because there are literally so many kids who are watching this and saying, yeah, okay, well, if they're not wearing a mask then I don't have to wear a mask. If they're partying, then I can party. And it sucks that as like, you know, Emma Chamberlain's like 20 or 19 and she does have a responsibility, I feel. And maybe it sucks that she has that responsibility, but she does. Like, that's just how it is. And it bothers me when all of these young kids are like not taking that responsibility seriously and setting a really bad example. The other thing that I don't like about Emma Chamberlain, and this is where I'll end it, is she's so nonchalant. And I think that it comes off as ungrateful, even though I know that she is. Like, I think she is a really good person, but like, I wish she would, on every opening of her videos, it starts with her being like, hey, I have merch, LOL. And something so small bothers me so much. I don't know why this bothers me so much, but I feel like every paparazzi picture I see of her or every time she posts a TikTok, She's always flipping the camera off. <laughs> I don't know why that bothers me. I swear I'm not a boomer being like, oh, God, these young kids, these genders have no respect. You know, where is the class and where is the dignity? But it bothers me so much that she's always just like, ah, you know, like, Ugh. and I just, <laughs> I can't. But that's not why I don't like Emma. 
I don't like Emma and I do like Emma. You know what I mean? Ugh, I just, I have so many, I do like Emma, but I'm, I'm mad at her. We're in a fight right now. Okay. And I just, I had to turn off my stand hood for a bit, but it's I'm complicated. It is complicated. Well, as long as you keep us, you know, in tune with how you're feeling. And if, if standing any of those people does put them on the wrong side of the history, wrong side of the history, <laughs> if standing them, it does turn into a bad thing you have to let us know i don't hate any of these people okay and i and like i said i will let you know if you cannot stand these people i think you totally can but i just think we need to continue to hold them accountable and i want to see them thrive i want to see them grow and i think they have the ability to grow and i don't want them to let their massive fame hinder them from personal growth i think both can happen at the same time is that fair very fair, great closer. And okay. sort of going along with that topic, on the topic of young creators with massive followings, some more breaking news that hit today involves Charlie D'Amelio. So today, on Friday, she opened up about having an eating disorder for the first time in her Instagram story. And this all happened after she received some criticism for lip syncing to Beach Bunny's prom queen in one of her recent TikToks, which included the line, count your calories. So on her Instagram story, she said, I've always tried to use my voice when it comes to issues surrounding body image, but I've never talked about my own struggles with eating disorders. It's so uncomfortable to admit to even your closest friends and family, let alone the world. I know eating disorders are something that so many people are also battling behind closed doors. To anyone I could have hurt by unintentionally playing a song and not realizing that those lyrics could have triggered you, I deeply and truly apologize. I hope you know that I never intended to cause you harm. Some days can be worse than others. I need you to know you are not alone. Remember, it's okay to reach out and get help. We all need help sometimes. I love you all, and please stay strong. See, this is, I think you should stand, I think we all should stand Charlie D'Amelio. She's what, I think she's 15. 16. 16, and the emotional maturity that she has is insane. Like, I... It's such a stark difference between watching like Charlie D'Amelio videos and watching Addison Rae videos. And I don't know if I could even put words to it. And again, I don't want to be a, such an Addison Rae hater. She's literally done nothing wrong. But I just think that it's so cool how Charlie posted this. I think it's really cool. I think it sets a really good example. No, I think it's definitely important that she spoke out on this. I think she's done such a good job in the past. She's always been very transparent about, you know, the comments do get to me. Please stop commenting on my body. I'm 16. Even as a 20, how old am I? 23-year-old person, woman. Sometimes the things on TikTok can be triggering because either you're seeing you know, there's been tons of conversations about how the algorithm favors skinnier, more symmetrical looking women, especially. And I think when you're so entertained by this social media, you're flipping through probably hundreds and thousands of videos a day or a week, that can get to you on a really like subconscious level. Like even just watching these things, scrolling through every single thing and, and being like, oh, I don't look like that. Like, is that bad? It's crazy to me to think of how, like, I'm, I feel pretty good about my self-awareness and being an adult and being in control of my mental health. And so I have the tools to think my way through 
those thoughts and to move past them and to not let them consume me. But there are so many, so many, so many young people on TikTok and they're probably having those same thoughts without the tools. So it's like serious. And TikTok has a lot probably, hopefully, to work on within its algorithms to work on promoting that on a subconscious level. So I just think it's really cool that Charlie took the time. She didn't have to share this about herself, but I think a lot of kids look up to her and that's just that's just really awesome of her that she's taking the responsibility to lead by example, you know? Absolutely. And I, I think one TikTok trend that has sort of gone away, thank God, but that I hated was what I eat in a day. Oh God. Yes. Stop. I like, it was so unhealthy. There were so many skinny, like 13 year old girls being like, I eat a smoothie in the morning and then I have two almonds at lunch and then I have a little wedge of cheese for dinner and, and a blade of grass for dessert garnished with a sprinkle of dirt. And I, (laughs) even if people were posting a normal diet and a normal amount of calories, I'm like, I don't care anyway, what you're eating. Okay. Just eat some damn food. But I'm like, what is the purpose of this trend? It's so unhealthy. Kids, young teenagers are seeing this and they're totally being influenced by it. And it's making them overthink how much they're eating. Like, stop, stop. No, it's true. I actually feel like I've seen, I've seen a lot less of those videos and I've seen a lot more of like chefing it up, like really delicious decadent meals. And that's the kind of shit I want to see on my For You page. Yes, I saw a page the other day post something along the lines of, if you're a college student that has no idea what the hell to make, here are some easy, delicious, decadent recipes to try on a budget. And I am no longer a college student, but I still said that applies. I'll subscribe. So I agree. I think that that side of TikTok has shifted a little bit and I'm here for it, but agree completely. Glad that Charlie spoke out about this and I hope that she stays well. I love her. We love Charlie. However, and Again, same with you to Addison. I don't have a reason why. I do not like Dixie. Her song haunts me. It's in my head every day, dude. I'm not even kidding. Their dad posts a bunch of like childhood videos of them and they're so cute. They're like the littlest beans. Oh, I haven't even seen those. Oh, it's they've come up on my For You page a couple times and Charlie's just like a little baby. Yeah, overall, whatever. I like the family. I like Charlie a lot. I just don't like Dixie. Her song makes me unhappy. So it it definitely worked if that was what she was going for. But we can get into that later. We could do a whole other episode on that family. I get it. I get it. Hello? (laughs) I was pretending to freeze and try to trigger you. (laughs) I've got premium Wi-Fi right now. Uh, Nana? Take notes. Nana, you're really coming for my family. I am. Next is Evan. All right. Well, I think that covers our topics for this week. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. If you're feeling frisky, you can totally leave a review on our Apple podcast, or you can subscribe to us, or you can share us on your Instagram stories. You can text your friends about us, whatever you're vibing with. Do what feels right in your heart. I love that. I love those options for them. We are totally not trapping you guys into anything, but if you don't support us, we will come for you on this podcast. We will by name. Don't think we're not ready to go there. We already have a list started. So Sarah, (laughs) I'm just kidding.
Wait, I have a friend named Sarah. Oh, God, I'm sorry. That was just a joke. I was trying to think of a name. You can't come for her like that. Sarah, I'm sorry. We're not coming for you. How about uh, Bethany? I don't know Bethany. We're good to go. Good to go. Bethany, we are coming for your ass. Get ready. (laughs) Leave us a goddamn review in the next 48 hours. Otherwise, you will be canceled. You will be hearing from our lawyers. From our people. There you have it, baby. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.